Subido. What's up, Brandon? Yo. All right. I just love the land. Woo, woo. All right, listen. Spider-Man Far From Home. This isn't a Dragon Ball day. This isn't an anime day. This isn't a uh, let me check in real quick to let you know I'm going to be drunk for the next three days and off the grid day. We're back on the grid. We're back on. National grid. I don't like them. Yeah, they they kind of ruined my island for a week. Oh, why? What'd they do? Uh, they shut the gas off uh, in January for about an entire week. Just because they fucking felt like it? It seems like it. That's pretty shitty. Yeah. So, I guess, you know, fuck National Grid, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> we went and saw it. Yeah. Uh, that's how me and Scott started the 3rd of July. Uh, we went 10-15 uh, to the show place in Fall River. Wow, that's right. I saw it before you did. Yeah, yeah. Holy Thanks cow. for the call, dickhead. So, I'm sorry it was a date night. What was his name? I can't say on the radio right now. So me and Scott went on Wednesday morning. Uh, I tried to get Scott up here for this, but he's at like some wrestling match or something. I don't know where he, I don't know where he's off to today, but... Scott and I went, uh, yeah, ten fifteen, dude. Best fucking time to go see a movie ever. Nice. Nobody there. Nice. There was a lot of people there at the seven ten the night before. Yeah. Sucker. Uh, you made the wrong decision. Hey, I got my end seat. I got my popcorn. That's all I needed. It kind of worked out beautifully for for us because we went and saw it. You know, in the morning we were out of there by a little before noon. Yeah. And then we shot over to the grocery store in Fall River to pick up all the meats. For all the 4th of July festivities. And we were back in Bristol pretty quickly. Didn't have to deal with grocery stores in Bristol. In case you don't know about Bristol, I think I might have yelled about it last week in the two and a half minutes of uh, Happy Birthday America. It's a it's a gridlock on yeah. the 4th of July week. Not an easy town to get in and out of. No. Um, it's like a Catholic schoolgirl. Hard to get in and out of. Sheesh, Brandon. You always got to do that. You always yeah. got to go to her. So, Spider-Man, what were your... Uh, what were your thoughts, Brandon? What were your impressions? First impression, uh, second, third, and fourth impression, I absolutely loved it. I had a great time. I was uh, hooked, line and sinkered from start to finish. I thought that the storyline was great. Um, I thought that it was perfect for what we needed in a post endgame series. I need some levity. <laughs> it wasn't even levity. It was like, dare I say, like small potatoes. Ish. It wasn't a big Yeah, the entire world was big gonna, story. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um so yeah, no, I think it was just what we needed. Um it was funny. It was smart. Um it really kind of gave a good idea of the shadow of Tony Stark looming over Peter Parker um, and how will he won't he be able to fill the shoes that were left for him to step in I loved it man this is very much a passing of the torch kind of movie even though uh, the passing of the torch is done by a third party uh, the torch in this case is very much um, delivered in the shape of Edith um, you know yeah. which by the way um, I like how they use things from other movies uh that you know are very very minor like edith didn't have a name i don't think when tony stark first used that in infinity war uh with ebony maw and the black order or whatever when they're fucking fighting in the streets of new york like he had those glasses on we knew that they had technological capabilities was it friday was it it might have even been friday he was talking to at that point and didn't you know what i mean like calling it edith now and giving it this seemingly you know up to this point unknown power of like being able to launch drones and or just connect to any kind of uh technology at all like just to be able to see everything it's like it's like literally the power to be god in a lot of ways you can see and know almost anything connect to almost anything this is the thing that tony stark felt that peter parker was worthy of inheriting yeah so i mean it's interesting to note that you know by this time, now deceased Tony Stark has focused 
the majority of his career that we see over the MCU on clean energy and energy alternatives as opposed to military weapons. Yeah. He's still got some pretty kick-ass weapons that he's left in Edith. And feeling that Tony Stark, and not Tony Stark, uh, and feeling that Peter Parker is worthy to inherit that, I mean, that's a heavy, heavy load to inherit. Oh, yeah. So Peter Parker has to, you know, pick this up, and Nick Fury hands it Oh, Nick Fury is the one who hands it off to him, right? Uh, was it Hogan? Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan gives yeah. it to him. Happy in a Hogan pair hands of, it off to him. In a sunglass case. And that's like the physical embodiment of, hey, Iron Man's gone. He's not here to carry this, you know, not only the world of the MCU and like the people in it or whatever, but like this entire franchise, like these movies uh, has always had Tony Stark as sort of like that central linchpin in a lot of ways that connected a lot of things and connected a lot of movies and connected a lot of stories. Spider-Man can now be that one to do that. And then Marvel said that it's going to be in a probably... um, Kind of a smaller scale, you know, it won't be like a 10 year overarching story, but maybe told in like smaller, smaller phases, you know, that last maybe like two, three, four, five years. Yeah. Uh, and Peter Parker will be, I think, in a lot of ways, um, not only the person to like step up and fill the void uh, that Tony Stark has left now that he's, you know, not there to just be a hero and, and save things or whatever. As Peter Parker comes into his own, he'll ascend to his own level of being one of the better superheroes on planet Earth, never mind just fucking New York City. And I think that. You know, by making him a teenager dealing with this and not sure if he's willing to deal with this really brings that weight to the forefront. You know, this isn't like, oh, yeah, you know, Tony Stark gave me this this torch. You know, I'm going to do him proud and I'm going to, you know, do great. It's more like that's cool, but. I'm not really sure if I'm ready to handle this. I haven't even graduated high school yet. And that whole idea of just like, I want to be a normal high schooler. I just want to be a kid. That's such a fucking Peter Parker theme, man. There's so many iterations of it. And I don't think any of the movies to this point, I mean, Homecoming does do it, but this one you kind of, it's like such a central focus of the story. It's like, I really just want to take this girl up to the top of the Eiffel Tower that I've had this crush on this long time. I want to give her this necklace and try to give her a kiss. You know, I'm not trying to save the fucking world today. Yeah. Oh, nobody's available now. I gotta save the world. I just want to be a high schooler. That's such a Peter Parker theme. Can I just take the summer off? I'll be cool. Yeah, I'm gonna leave my suit at home. Yeah. Except Aunt May said, "No way," because she Aunt May. No way. <laughs> Do you think it was no way with Happy Hogan? That's dirty, and I don't appreciate it. I don't like the illusion that you're making uh, toward Aunt May being a bit of a, a hoe and or trick. I ain't saying she a hoe. I think you're saying that maybe. I think she was up for some summer summer days. Summer days, up summer on days. Summer nights. I wish, man. I mean, oh well, oh well, oh well. I feel like if Happy Hogan stayed a chance with Aunt May, I feel like I might. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did you get very far? Oh. Apparently, Happy Hogan did. He saw his, he saw her wardrobe. Oh. Was able to be like, oh, new dress. Peter Parker took a little too long to connect to what, yeah, what was right, going on there. Right? That was a great scene, though. Well, Peter Parker didn't fucking have his Peter Tingle working. That's why. Stop. So, so much of what. That was a very uncomfortable moment right there. So I haven't watched Homecoming in a while. Not like sat down, watched it in its entirety in, in a little while. Okay. Uh, I've seen it in pieces, uh, you know, recently as last month at the comic book store, but I don't really think there's too many references to Peter's spider sense as the Spider-Man ability in that movie. Is there? I don't recall any references to the tingle. I don't really either. See, we get lucky with like the cartoon from the 90s. Because the screen would turn all purple and black and shit, and you'd be like, oh, shit, Spidey Sense is working. Yeah, 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 you'd be yeah, like, yeah. Yo, some shit's about to go down, Pete. And then he'd make, like, a scary face. I just learned that Mark Hamill played the Hobgoblin in that. Yeah, That's Mark badass. Hamill was, like, one of the most workingest voice actors of the 90s, even still today. Uh, right? Mark Hamill's the man. He's not just Luke Skywalker, kids. He's Luke everyone. So I think the whole Peter Tingle part of this movie, uh, I mean, A, it's funny they call it a Peter Tingle. They made it a joke. They yes. hit me with that joke a couple times, and both times it got me because I was like, <laughs> how's your tingle doing? Because it's like Peter means dick. You know what I mean? Well, and then, and then <laughs> you know, you got like happy talking about it. It was like very uncomfortable. Yeah, it was very much like, 
a dad trying to have the sex talk with his kid level of uh, uncomfortable, but it was about a completely different thing. I got to appreciate it. Peter got back at him. Shitty ass ACDC played, and he goes, man, I love Led Zeppelin. I, I was like, that's hot. I don't think he got <laughs> That's hot. I don't think he got back at him. I think maybe he uh, really thought it was Led Zeppelin, which means in maybe- my In my world- uh, he got back at him. I mean, you know why they played AC DC? Yes. Okay. Yes, because so, it's from Iron sure. Man. And First scene, man. First yes. scene. That's yes. a, that's another very much one of those pass in the mantle that's, moments. That's it's the like, desert scene, yeah. Yeah. This is like the restart, the redo, the, the getting ready for the I mean, literally, literally the next phase. Uh MCU phase four, I think, is gonna be very much connected through Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man. I mean, we we have some titles or at least some heroes titles floating around. Well, before we you even know. get to the fucking future, though, what's the Peter Tingle mean? Does that mean like because like it comes up throughout points where he's basically just not trusting himself and like yeah. then he realizes that he needs to fucking close his eyes, feel the force, Luke. And I was shit, gonna say yeah, he he trusts Peter Tingle. The tingle back when he starts seeing through quite literally the smoke and mirrors of Mysterio. Yeah, quite literally. Literally, that's when he tries to trust his Peter Tingle spidey sense. How do they? I mean, do spiders have a scent? They must. I feel like you should know that. It's the '60s, man. Acid was starting to get popular. It's, it hadn't been outlawed yet. You know, it's good time. Good times, man. I once worked for the dude who used to build all their chicken coops and underground bunkers and shit. Wow, that got that. Wow, okay. So, do you have any real problems with this movie at all? Besides, well, you love Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I did. My problem is that, well, seemingly Jake Gyllenhaal and Mysterio is dead at the end of this movie. That was a great character. That was a great actor yeah. in the role. Yeah. I wish they could have figured out a way to keep him around long term. Maybe they do. Maybe they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Even in death, he's I mean, a, a kind of silly, wow. kind of silly, like, idea. I kind of wish that. Quentin Beck was like not gonna be a bad guy. That so when he the tra- would have remained a good guy. Yeah, when the trailer came out, you were very much of the opinion that he was he was hopefully gonna. You, well, not of the opinion. You very much were hoping that he was gonna be a real good guy. And I'm like, that's not, not how Mysterio. Not works. Not even the trailer, no. Because like I knew from you know the what few comics I read and the '90s TV show, Mysterio was a bad guy. I. I knew that he was going to be a bad guy in the movie and that you know there's going to be some form of ruse but as i was watching you know the movie and you know you hear the boohoo story from quentin beck that he's from another dimension and he tried to save his family and he couldn't and you know he sits peter down and has a beer and talks you know Hero to hero with him, it's like oh, kind of man. a heartwarming moment. Yeah, yeah, it's like this is kind of a cool. Jake guy. Gyllenhaal actually did that whole Mysterio as a hero role. Very yeah. Well. yeah, I mean, it wasn't like Anakin Skywalker, Titanic. You know, he's gonna turn bad in the end. Like, I mean, you almost kind of want to go, oh man, like maybe maybe he goes bad for a little bit, but redeems himself. What, nah, what's that's gonna Mysterio happen? stick, man. He's always able. My yeah, my whole thing, seeing the preview, which, by the way, the preview didn't... In, well, excuse me, the preview included that, that scene where Iron Spider suit is out and about in fucking like up a criminal bar, yeah. little restaurant or something. Yeah. Well, can't be the next Iron Man if I'm busy doing your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't in the movie. Yeah. And it bothered me a little bit because I was like, oh, did I miss it? Do I just not remember it? Because I'd already watched the preview like 55 times. Yeah, no, I don't remember it either. It got cut. And yeah. the reason it got cut is because they're doing like a short on the Blu ray. Okay. Uh, basically, of Peter just like getting ready to uh, go on go his trip to Europe. Trip. So okay. it's like he goes and picks up some shit at the bodega. He fucking breaks up a son- uh, crime syndicate. He fucking. You know, washes his skivvies. He gets out the suitcase and does Ugh. his thing. Ugh. Gets up his toiletries into a small plastic bag because he doesn't want to be wasteful with the product if he's going to be flying on a plane. Plays with his tingle for a minute. Might try to get his beta tingle back. Ah. I ain't talking about no spidey sense. So the preview in and of itself uh, reveals that, well, anyway, tells us that Quentin back from another universe. Yeah. and uh, Or another, another, uh, fuck. Another is dimension. Dimension. That's not dimension. It's an. It's another. Uh, what was it? A parallel universe? Or yeah. Something like that? Fuck, man. There's a right word for it, but right now I don't know what that word is. 
It was an alternative, right? Oh. I, think, I think they put it from war- he's from Earth, just not ours. Yeah, I'm from another. I'm from different universe. So there's a multiverse. Yeah, that's yeah. Multiverse. Multiverse was the word would be that, the best word for us to use. Yeah, uh, because when the trailers were coming out, people are like, "Oh shit, they're revealing the multiverse." Yeah, and I thought it was huge. So I I thought maybe this was actually a Mysterio from a multiverse, or another okay. or another young okay. universe where Mysterio was actually a good guy. Him coming to our universe sends up some red flags for the real Mysterio, and he's like, "Yo, what? Fuck this good guy version of me. I'm bad Mysterio. Watch me fucking outdo this good Mysterio, and fuck this guy." Interesting, interesting. I thought that maybe that was just a way for them to shoehorn in the possibility of a multiverse, and I was okay with it because of the yeah. possibilities that it opened up. Even though I felt like it was a little bit of a stretch and a multiple glad with the direction they went with the story, where it's all just one big elaborate ruse, and it stays very true to the whole. You know, special effects designer in Hollywood uh, origin story that he's got. You know, here he's just like this brilliant fucking scientist who made that barf shit from what was it, Civil Civil War, right? When Tony Stark uses the uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, retinal fucking I don't know. Basically, he just is able to go back and and view his memories in in real time, like For, at in, MIT in Civil War. Yeah, it's like the opening scene. He gives him the acronym Barf. Mysterio Quentin Beck makes it. And Tony shits all over it by calling it Barf or whatever. Barf, He's yeah. very upset with it. He leaves the company. He takes over credit. He takes all the credit. Yeah, he takes all the credit. And then he ultimately fires Quinn Beck. So Quinn Beck's like, what the fuck? You're making yeah. all this money off all my stuff. And then in Thomas the... Edison-like motherfucker. Ooh, that movie's coming out soon, too. What? The Current War. The... Tom Holland's in it. Benedict Cumberbund's in it. It's all about Edison and, and Tesla and shit. I gotta know if you call him Cumberbund on purpose. Yes. Okay, so it's called what again? The Current War. Current. Current War. C-U-R-R-E-N-T. Current. I can spell. Ooh. Y'all just heard it live on a microphone. I can spell. <laughs> uh, I was yeah. a little crushed to know, though, that it was just an elaborate ruse and that... I mean, at least right now we don't have confirmation of a multiverse. They're not. I don't think it's any way of them saying that there isn't one. But the fact that Quentin Beck is not that first person from another universe that we thought thought was going to be, you know, the I'll introduction on the offense. Yeah, fuck off, Quentin Beck. Get the fuck back, fifteen um, yards or whatever the fuck football players do. I think that that was a really cool backstory, though. That rather than make Quentin Beck just like any dude who's lusting for power. He was on the inside at one point and then got kicked out and now he's trying to get back in. And even all the by people making himself the certain all the people in his crew too. Like they're yeah, all yeah. fucking Tony Stark former knockoffs too. Like that so, little bald dude with the glasses and the fucking mustache. He's from, from the first Iron Man movie. From our friend Colin, his favorite scene was getting to see the Obadiah flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He built this in a, in a cave. with a box of scraps. You got to do like a, apparently there's like a big long pause with a box of scraps. Yeah, there is a big long pause. But yeah, no, it was cool how they connected all the backstories. And then there's like, you know, there's the nice seamstress who's concerned about Quentin Beck's cape. I, I connected to that woman. Yeah, I, I bet. get that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Gave I, me a tingle. Just watching it. And, and what was cool about watching it in the movie is even though I kind of expected Quentin Beck to be ultimately proven to be a bad guy at some yeah. point, whether that be through a multiverse thing or whatever, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. just general fucking, um, uh, what's the word? Illusion. General fucking scumbaggery. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. I loved how the story was. It bummed me out that, you know, he was going to just become such a big asshole. But I still loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I know? I did thoroughly enjoy it. But, like, what really caught me off guard when that scene comes up where he says, you know, to Peter, what do you see him say in the preview? Yeah. Is the numbers that he uses. This Earth is Earth 616. Yeah. I'm from Earth 833. Both of those, I mean, 616 is the main Marvel continuity in the comic books. It's been established. All the main storylines happen in 616. Interesting. 833 is a different continuity. 
Um, I didn't know this, but I guess it's the continuity in which Spider-Man is a British kid, and it's the Spider-Man UK continuity is World huh. 833, which is funny because he's in Europe the whole time. He's in Europe. Yeah. So That's a huge connection I never knew of. So when they say it in the scene, I'm like, oh, shit, we are 616, right? Right, <laughs> everybody? Are we right? Are we 616? But I guess- The I guess guy the, in the back, shut up. Yeah, he's like, yo, it's 10:15 in the morning. Why are you drinking? <laughs> It's the third of July, buddy. That's, That's you fucking yell back why. And be like, easy there, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> oh, because because <laughs> masturbation. That was a, that was a rough fucking laugh. Um, yeah, but I guess the MCU's. Oh, oof. I guess the MCU's own continuity is its own universe, which is like one nine 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 nine, like fifteen ninth. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's actually like five or six lines. But that's the that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity. So six one six and one nine 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 have already been established as two different places. So I didn't know that until afterwards either. Why the fuck kind of weird ass continuity numbers that one that just went so far over my head. It probably went over Godzilla's head. They yeah. Gojira. So they use established continuity worlds, numbers, references from the books to be like this could be legit, yeah, but yeah. an idiot like me didn't realize MCU already had its own one. So, so technically, Quentin Beck just took a wild guess and got it right. But we were six one six. I don't know, man. Maybe he could have just pulling numbers out his butt. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or maybe he really knows about the multiverse, and he's like, haha. But no, he didn't have a multiverse. He just had a really good writer working for him. Yeah, right. That shit was so fucking funny. It le- right. like legit when the when the when the turn comes and you realize that he is in fact a bad guy and there's no multiverse to be dealt with and in this whole situation. The bar there. You realize in. the fucking staff that he's got, man. The guy's got tremendous overhead. Yeah, he's got yeah. a seamstress. He's got a tech guy. He's got yeah. a writer. He's got a PR guy. He's got a fucking tech. How is he paying for all this? I don't know, man. I guess they're probably all just like pretty well off, right? And the, the tech guy gets off in the end with a little a little uh, flash drive. Yeah, and that's ultimately what brings what us the to the mid credit scene, scene of you know the doctored footage of uh, seemingly Peter Parker killing uh, Quentin Beck, Mysterio, and uh, I don't know what Mysterio's fucking end game was. Ooh, end game. See what I did? Ooh. I don't know what his big goal was because. His whole thing was, I want these people to believe that I'm a hero because they need somebody to believe in. Yeah. What if a real... And, like, they say it at one point during the movie. It's like, Avengers-level threat? All right, it's not an Avengers-level threat. Good. It's like, what if an Avengers-level threat does come and everyone thinks that you're the new fucking Iron Man and That's no other heroes thinking, ascend? Yeah. What the fuck are you going to do, buddy? Gonna Pray that your drones, drones do the yeah. job? You're going to have enough time to fucking render up some choreography, bro? Galactus or, like, yeah, Apocalypse well, comes. I mean, he wouldn't be the guy to fight either. It doesn't fucking matter who. It just drives me bananas that. I like Mr. Sinister because he had like a little goatee thing. Short sighted plan, man. Short sighted plan. So, mid credit scene, uh, we obviously get the tremendous surprise that uh, J.K. Simmons is back as uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Man, for- a ball. I, fucking- I am so excited for that just for the meme potential. <laughs> I carried the original. J. Jonah Jameson meme quite far of him leaning his head back in laughter. Man, that was such great times. Those are the days. Yeah. Now you get to do it without the flat top. I mean, you know, and and he really, I think of, of the handful of decent things out of the Spider-Man trilogy, he really personified of, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, man, like, know? I couldn't think of a better person. Even... Even now, and, you know, I'm glad that they kind of leaned into the fact that it's, you know, 15, 20 years after those movies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he is an older gentleman who doesn't have uh, I don't know if that was a wig or his natural hair back then just cut that way or what. I, I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that they're leading into it that he's like a fat fucking bald. Like, I, I mean, is he fat? Am I being rude? I might be being rude. And then what was uh, what was Peter's friend at the Daily Bugle? Robbie Robertson, right? Either. Where the hell was that dude? Probably operating the camera for JJ's fucking yeah, video right. blog. <laughs> I hope they really lean into that whole Alex Jones shit, dude. I want to see a Spidey versus Alex Jones movie. I want Alex Jones to whip up the fucking Sinister Six. I gotta tell you, I'm kind of retarded right now. Yeah, a little bit. The frogs pissing in the water and we're drinking it. We're <laughs> fucking in the water, gay fish. Fish that, dicks. That dude's just... 
I, anyway. I listened to the whole Joe Rogan podcast with him on it. Yeah. If you really want to like feel afraid, yeah, right. <laughs> that this man has a tremendous sphere of influence. <laughs> Even after getting sued for defamation. Yeah. And you know. And he talk. He spends like a good fucking half hour, forty five minutes on trying to walk back on how he. Thought Sandy Hook was a fucking Jeez, inside dude. job. Fuck! Oh my god! I would be oh willing. Oh my god! To, what a fucking you know. repugnant human being. Yeah, that's coming from me, a pretty repugnant human being. <laughs> Sheesh. Anyway, I don't know. So it's revealed to the public: Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and everyone thinks that he just fucking killed Mysterio. And he's sitting right smack dab in the middle of a big city block crowd I in New love, York City. I do love that sequence of of him and MJ swinging through the city. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, this movie had some of the most beautiful Spider-Man action sequences yeah. I've ever fucking seen. The Molten Man fight is pretty whizzy. Is that, whatever the one is where he breaks through the illusion and webs up all the drones. Oh, no, 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 that's the final fight. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know Ooh. what element they call him. Oh, yeah. Molten Man is in the stealth Molten Man's suit. in yep. Prague. Uh, Night Monkey. Yeah. Mwah. Yeah, Night Monkey. My, that scene where he webs up all those drones and then hits yeah. him with the shock line. Yeah. Holy shit. That was so crazy. It was... I think what's cool about that scene and that whole sequence is it's a badass fight scene, yet there's not necessarily a fight. Right. Like He's You don't finally... see Spidey and Mysterio duking it out. It's Mysterio using all the technology he can. Well, it's a really rewarding moment because it's really one of the first... It's like right after that scene where Mysterio puts him through all this fucking hell or whatever, and he's finally yeah. starting to be able the to punch acid through. Trip stage. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think that's, I think that's right after the zombie Tony Stark and all that. The zombie Iron Man. Whoa. Wow. Fucking shout out Marvel Zombies. But yeah, that... Yeah. Uh, Whatever, dude. That whole scene is very scary, but that's one of the moments where Spider-Man finally fucking really breaks through. Well, that's where he gets the his illusion. Back. Yeah, and like you just see like a how smart he is, how resourceful he is, and it's the moment pays off hugely because it's like fucking yeah, finally wow, not like yeah, yeah. yeah finally while wow, you're using your brain, but like wow, finally yeah, you, and you saw through the illusion. You're you're also seeing the emergence of. The technological genius that is Spider-Man. I'm glad Peter they're Parker. finally fucking leaning into but that. Why? Why Tony Stark is seeing Peter Parker as following in his footsteps? Because like Tony, he's a whiz kid, and he knows how to use the technological tools that he is provided with. You and know? that's why that scene where he designs up the suit in the helicarrier, wherever. Yeah. And you know, back in black, Led Zeppelin plays. And the Happy Hogan mobile. Yeah, I mean that's a really nice touch and speech that they that you know heart to heart really miss him blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think yeah if uh, he wouldn't have done it if he didn't know you were gonna be here afterward blah blah blah. Peter loved him three thousand. Don't. So, all that is very uh, rewarding to like see him finally like lean into the science and the tech part of it. But I also think that they're kind of building toward a bigger thing with that, and it's yeah. it's having to make him um, a not only like more of a threat um not just a spider-man but as a character that can be somebody who connects all this you know crazy sometimes far out there tissue science kind of can bridge the gap to a lot of those things in a lot of ways it bridges the gap to somebody like the hulk it could bridge the fucking the cosmic side of things with the guardian of the galaxies in some ways if it proves to be smart enough uh we're supposed to be coming back but what i'm really hopeful for is that it'll bridge the gap and somehow connect him to reed richards somewhere down the line with the fantastic yo yeah which in the tv in the yeah the tv show in the 90s man he'd be like yo reed richards what's up with the symbiote yo am i growing other limbs what's going on so in that mid-credit sequence and spider that was cool uh, at a certain point he stops off on the atrium of the former avengers uh tower and it looks like it's under new ownership. Yeah. You don't really see who it is. It's like the garden. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't notice it either. Um, I've obviously tried to learn a little bit more about this film for the sake of a podcast. So, uh, yeah. I have a cold now. No, I got a cold. Got a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kai. I got a cold. <clears throat> I got a cold now. <laughs> Let's simmer down now. Simmer down. Got a code now. So, uh, got my codeine. Yeah, he lands on a codeine, codeine. He lands on the fucking atrium of the former Avengers Tower. It's obviously under new ownership. 
Some people think it might be um, Norman Osborn, Oscorp, or Whoa. could be the Baxter Building in Fantastic Four. What about King Kingpin? Nah, no, I'm assuming that. I don't think Kingpin would ever be so fucking blatant about. Kingpin is like a, a boss in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, he can be a boss many other places, but I don't think he'd be a boss to spend so much money on such a ridiculous, overly priced piece of real estate. As where somebody like Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four would actually benefit from Tony Stark having been the prior, uh, you know, tenant or whatever. Be so cool to get Fantastic Four back. It would be. Um, I think Feige has kind of alluded to the fact that it's going to be a little bit of a slow burn, at least on the X-Men. Yep. I would expect that to start. Maybe they'll start rolling out hints in the next couple of years and some post-credit stuff, but yeah. you probably won't see an X-Men movie for Marvel in at least five years. Yeah. Well, you got to settle. Literally, Dark Phoenix just literally came out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least Deadpool's got a couple of years. Well, I'm just happy that Ryan Reynolds is still... Ryan Reynolds and Jake Jonah Jameson. Those are the only two that make it over from the originals. Right. <laughs> How fucking funny is that? Oh. Well, Chris Evans in a weird way. He was Human Torch in the last Fantastic Four. He wasn't Four. Captain America. Exactly. So, now that everybody knows Peter uh, is Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and they all think he's a fucking murderer of a guy that they thought was, you know, the biggest fucking hero in the world, um... What does that mean for Peter going forward? I don't know. That's going to be tough. I mean, is he going to become a vigilante? Is he he, going to try and make a press conference? I think he is a vigilante, but yeah, maybe. But like an outlaw vigilante. I think he is technically also an outlaw All right. All right. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. But I mean, is he going to be like on the run vigilante, like Batman? Like if you think about- Get away from the word vigilante because he's already that. All right. Is he going to be seen as a bad guy and have to try and clear his name? Yes, because now people suspect him of murder. So what happens now? Going to have to clear his name. Going to have to do some science detection. shit. You know, going to have to find the undoctored evidence. Evidence. I don't know. Something like that. I mean, I don't know how he would be able to. He's probably going to have to find that fucking number two. Uh, the guy who, you know, whoever fucking yelled at. In the first so, Iron Man movie, and be like, "Hey, what's up, Funk? I know what you did with your editing software. Why don't yeah. you unedit? Click undo, fifteen thousand times. You have another potential villain um, that a lot of sources are kind of talking about, and that was the bus driver who worked for Nick Fury. His name was Dimitri. Oh yeah, well you know who Dimitri is the first name of for another Spider-Man. Chameleon. Yeah, exactly. So I was kind of hoping that that would play into it at a certain point in the film, and it did not. So maybe it will yeah. later on down the line. And then, well, and then the other thing too is Colin reminded me. This is something I didn't notice. Homecoming. In Homecoming, the guy with the scorpion tattoo that yeah. could be Mac Gargan. Yeah. You know, so now you have at least three potential members of the Sinister Six. Yes. You know. If Mysterio comes back or... You could or, probably have that you know. bald dude. When that dude, it's such a quick scene. Me, yeah. Scott missed it when we were watching it. He's like, what the fuck? How'd they get it? I'm like, that scene where he... Not even the he, scene. He took it's out like, the flash drive. It's literally three seconds. It's like downloading. 98, yeah, yeah, yeah. 99, 100 takes the flash drive yep. out. Yep. Yeah, we he got the stuff from the drones to be able to incriminate Peter Parker, but maybe he got all of the Mysterio stuff, all of that yeah, tech, yeah. all of that illusion, all that stuff that he Quentin designed Beck was using. it. Exactly. So, well, Quinn Beck, I think, designed it. I don't know what the fuck that guy had to do with it outside of just being like the general second guy in terms I think of he tech. He's the one running it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, man, that guy could be the next Mysterio very, very easily. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. I who who the fuck's your fifth and sixth pick for a? I want to. Oh, uh, it would probably be Doctor Octopus, yeah. Otto Octavius. He's the one who brings the original Sinister Six together. Yes, and then I loved Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus. Yeah. It sucked to have to. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have to recast him. I don't think he's. I think he's probably way too old for the one But and then I mean, you know, Shocker's already dead. Vulture killed Shocker in the first one, didn't he? Was it Shocker or was it the other one whose name sounds like Shocker? I, I know Electro. one of them took the name Shocker. One's no, no, Electro no, no. and one Shocker, and I yeah. confuse them all the fucking time. So they made a cameo Shocker. Shocker is the, the, the red and yellow one with the cross line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he has the... the and Electro's the green and yellow suit looking like a dope, right? Yeah. Or is it and all yellow? And that was Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx played him in The Last Spider-Man. So it's not Electro. Maybe we get a Shocker in this bitch, because that's a funny name. He was in Homecoming. Oh, he was one of Vulture's henchmen. Was it Shocker? 
Yeah. Oh, man. They oh, use... man, because he has that fucking cannon thing, right? Yeah, the arm cannon. Yeah, 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 duh. That's what used from um, old, like, technology lost from Loki's army. <sighs> what a bummer. So, Shocker's already out. Um, you know, I don't know if they would play Hydro Man since they already kind of created one. Yeah, right. They actually do reference him. Um in the movie, Flash Thompson's like, oh, but what Wikipedia page? And yeah, they give yeah. basically the origin of Hydra Man. But, um, I mean, you got the potential of Rhino. You could still use one of the goblins. They haven't done any goblins yet. I mean, maybe maybe Norman Osborn's the one that brings them together, and he becomes one. You know, probably Green Goblin. I yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, um, and that he could be, like we said, he could be the new the new owner tenant I mean, at Avengers Tower. Some of the lesser known villains. Include Craven and Morbius. So that's Morbius what I was, was badass back in the day. They're making a Morbius movie. Are they really? Yeah, you know who's fucking Morbius? Wait, 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 wait. I heard about this. Who was it? Something like something whack. Is yeah. It, is it Jared Leto? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty He's sure we talked Morbius. about it at a certain point. He's already killed the Joker for me. I mean, he can't kill the Joker. Let's be real. Morbius was so cool in the cartoon, man. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't give it to that fucking weirdo. He was kind of like the lizard where I think he was like a chill dude and then Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what's up, Spider-Man? You made a new vampire friend? That's cool. You should have more superpower friends. I think he later... Allies. I think he later allies with Spider-Man to help him... Yeah, he's kind of like a fucking frenemy. And I think he always wants to bang... I think he tries to bang uh, Peter Parker's... Does he try to bang Black Cat in the fucking animated series? Peter, Peter, Peter Parker. Everybody knows his name now because he's Spider-Man. So in terms of larger implications, obviously, yeah, he's going to have to try to clear his name and prove that he's not a murderer, duh. But I'm wondering if this will lead to some kind of Civil War II kind of uh, situation. So I think it's cool that we finally have a situation on the on the big screen where people know who Peter Parker is uh, and know that he's yeah. Spider-Man. That's never been done. It's, it's cool to see it play out now. It's kind of scary, honestly. So... Um, if I may, let's talk about the post-credit scene and then go back to potentially some thoughts about it. All right, so you want to go right to the squirrel thing? Yeah, because I, I got a thought in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, post-credit I want to come back to. We, we got to reveal that this whole time, that this whole time, Nick Fury, Maria Hill, they ain't the motherfuckers. That's Telos and fucking whomever the fuck his lady's name is. Someone with them, I think. Uh, yeah, from Captain Marvel. Who's been hiding on Earth, posing as Nick Fury, for who fucking knows how long? Yeah, could could it have been that Nick Fury at the funeral? So in this movie, in Spider Man, he says, "Nice to meet you, Spider Man. I saw you at the funeral, but I didn't think it was appropriate to ask for your number or yeah. whatever." Um, yeah, presumably that was Tilo Stanton too. I mean, I don't know because if you think about it, real Nick Fury doesn't come back until Hulk snaps his fingers and brings everybody back. Right, because what him and both Maria, him and Maria Hill, both get blipped. Yeah, so then presumably Telos is the one that got dusted as Nick Fury. You would think it's him by then, or was, or did Telos fly in there after after the blip? I, that's I, I'm you know I'm I mean? assuming that Nick Fury comes back, then shoots off into space. And and Talos takes over for him. So this is kind and this I, I didn't fucking remember this or notice this, but in Captain Marvel, did you watch Captain Marvel? And I did. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. There's that scene where they have Neil like to establish an identifier, so that way Captain Marvel could know that Nick Fury isn't a scroll or a Kree, a scroll. I don't. I don't remember that part. Yeah. And they have this whole conversation about how he can't fucking cut diagonal. To- he can't eat toast that's cut diagonally. It has to be cut right down the middle. Okay. And that would be like his tell to her that okay. he's not, he, yeah, that he's yeah, actually yeah. Nick Fury and not uh, a shapeshifter. Um, it, one of these crazy YouTubers has pointed out uh, in Age of Ultron, there is a scene where Nick Fury is seen cutting a grilled cheese diagonally across from corner to corner. So that may not have even been... It's so fucking crazy that people not only A, notice that, but then B, have an entire fucking plot theory spun around it. But honestly, that's the kind of level shit that Marvel would think to do. Honestly, that's what I'm saying is that... (laughs) Or it could just be like a normal human error. And we're just all reading into it. 
the, like the, it's the biggest the very, fucking hidden secret in the world. The very basic theory is that that was definitely not something they were thinking about when they filmed the scene, and it's just a continuity error. You know what I the, think? The deepest level is that it was... I think. You know. Nick Fury and Iron Man right around the same time got the same idea. Okay. I think Age Ultron, I think Telos might have been in there for Nick Fury. Okay. And we see Nick Fury communicate with the two scrolls on Earth while he's up on some kind of fucking spaceship yeah. amongst other scrolls and he's just taken in the sun. There's that quick little nod to Tahiti from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if anyone actually watched that show except me. I watched the first, like, three seasons. Yeah. Uh, the way they bring back Nick uh, Coulson from the dead, I thought for a minute. Uh, and they basically they bring back somebody from the dead with, like, Cree. Um, technology. Not technology. It's actually, like, I think it's blood. Like, oh. whatever it is. They bring a fucking way back through, like, a Cree methodology. Yeah. And uh, instead of, like, remembering them dying and all that shit, they implant false memories into their brain about how Phil Coulson went on a two-week uh, vacation to, to Tahiti. Tahiti. Tahiti's a magical place. That's, that's like how the, they tried to That's, control. like, the tagline through the first season of fucking uh, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So when he's sitting on the beach, it looks like Tahiti. I'm like, oh, no, is Nick Fury dead? How yeah, long has yeah. this motherfucker been dead? But no, he's actually just, uh, you know, working on a spaceship somewhere. So I'm yeah. thinking maybe... After the Chitauri invade, he, him and Iron Man get the same kind of fucking idea of, like, we need to protect the world on a global scale. Iron Man's version of that was, Ultron. we need a suit of armor around the world that ultimately manifests as Ultron. Maybe this could be him starting to um, try to set up S.W.O.R.D., uh, which is basically the space fucking division of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. Uh, I wish, uh, fuck, what S.W.O.R.D. stand for? Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Yeah, I had to look it up. Maybe Nick Fury starting sword. And with that's the case, and he's already started to like, you know, set up some defenses around the perimeter of Earth with this help then the network that he's grown through his time with the scrolls since back in the fucking nineties. Um, maybe that's his next level of trying to address threats on a larger scale, much like Tony Stark thought that Ultron was. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. So if we get to that space level kind of thing, I'm hoping that kind of sets up a potential origin story or at least a potential launching point Yeah. for how the Fantastic Four you know, get sent out into space, how they get their powers, how they get involved and come back to Earth. That could be an option, yeah. That's what I'm hoping Nick Fury's up to right now anyway. I think, you know, the first, the first answer that we're going to have to figure out is how long has Nick Fury been off-world? I'm, you know. It could be as long as as what Age of Ultron was 2014, right? Yeah. It could be at this point. It could be as long as 10 fucking years. It, I'm pretty sure Far From Home happens eight months after Endgame. Endgame yeah. is in 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this shit could be set in like 2024. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be about 10 years. Nick Fury could have spent the last 10 years off Earth. Wow. Just hopefully starting the space fucking division of Shield. Hardcore. Also known as Sword. A sword and shield. So the thing I was thinking about is, you know, you got, you know, Peter going, oh man, what about other guys that take care of this situation? Like Thor. And they're like, off world. Carol Danvers, you know, don't invoke her name. And that was later a scroll reference. Yeah. Um, what about poor Captain Falcon? Captain Falcon Punch! Blacked in America, is that what you called him? What? Somebody called him Blacked in America. I don't call him Blacked in America, that's mean. I think it might have been you. It wasn't me, no. I think it was you on the the Endgame podcast we did, dude. I'm I'm like like 80% sure you called him Blacked in America. I plead the fifth. One, two, three, fifth. So, Um, but yeah, like what about him and Bucky? Like, was this a premeditated, at the same time, premeditated test to prove that Peter Parker's got the skills? Could be. You know? I mean, it would be kind of fucking convenient that Quentin Beck was just there causing some mischief for Peter yeah. Parker to fucking test himself yeah, again. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking no, but... But, like, where, where's where's Captain Captain Falcon and Bucky? I don't know, man. They're going to be on Disney Plus real soon. Sounds like a Disney minus to me. Oh... Dude, don't even. I can't wait to cancel Netflix. Netflix gets rid of The Office. It's done. It's gone. I know. It's fucking gone. How much is Disney Plus a month? It's going to be like eight bucks. What? Yeah. I, I need think to sign up now. I think it's seven ninety nine a month. I need to get me some Even Stevens. 
Word, dude. Yeah, they gotta have all that Disney Yo, Channel kid shit. They got Johnny Tsunami on there. I am lit. Oh, I'm ready dude, to if go. They have now. all those old original Disney movies Fucking from like Brink. the 90s when we were kids. Oh, Yo, Brink, dude. Brink was What's up, Brink? Fucking dude. Team Puppin' Suds, yo. Wow, you got some fucking memory on you, man. I used to have Brink taped on a VHS somewhere That's in my hot. life, but I was at a That's much hot. younger point in my life. Anyway, uh, now <laughs> that the world knows who the fuck Peter Parker is, what do you, I think the larger implications might lead to something like a Civil War too, where it's like, oh man, See, Peter Parker has access to to Tony level Stark. Tony level yeah. Stark, Tony Stark level type technology and weapons and all the shit and all because why Tony Stark said it was a good idea, and that could be the beginning of the discussion point of we got to be able to bring these people to like it could be a revisit of the Sokovia Accords, the Sokovia Accords because yeah. it's kind of going to be a cyclical thing, isn't it? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. everyone's going to be real hyped on fucking superheroes gonna... and Iron Man right now because they, they just saved the, and reverse the, the blip, so everyone's going to be pro that shit, but eventually. As shit like all the stuff that happened in Europe in this movie continues to happen across the earth, and we'll see it in other movies, I'm sure. Yeah. People are going to be like, yo, what the fuck? We appreciate you guys saving us, but can you not fuck everything up all the time? Well, and, and it still brings back that scene in Civil War. Who who talks about it? Is it Vision, I think, that talks about it? That, like, with the rise of superheroes, there's a rise of supervillains to match them. Exactly. I think, I think it's Vision that talks about this. Yeah, they want And, like... Who's next? See, I guess my problem, I didn't take that seriously, them revealing that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. I didn't take that seriously. I thought of more of, okay, what is the setup next? What do we have lined up that this could set up? Captain Marvel 2? Well, yeah. I mean, directly, you know. I don't know. I think directly it probably sets up the third Spider-Man film in this franchise. It but could, but... I don't think there's really many long... I mean, unless Captain Marvel 2 revolves around Captain Marvel coming back to Earth to check in on her fucking scroll friends scrolls. and her being like, yo, what's up, Peter Parker? Maybe you want to register your shit with the government and it's Peter Parker fucking versus Carol Danvers because Carol Danvers was... It was Carol Danvers and Tony Stark, I think, in... In the fucking first, in the second Civil War, I think. Oh, really? So if you take Peter Parker and put him in that Iron Man place, that Iron Man place, then uh, yeah, that kind of sets up Civil War too, right? Yeah. Peter Parker ain't winning against fucking Captain Marvel. Just fucking saying. No. He's a small little child. No. And she's got the power of, you know, blasting shit out of her hands. Fires. Like, she, she was basically taken on. Thanos by herself. Uh, either way, I think they're gonna have to revisit that shit anyway. And I think yeah. another way to kind of integrate the X Men slowly as that kind of story arc pans out of we need to register these people as the Mutant Registration Act. Yeah. Uh, and like yeah. maybe mutants can start coming to the forefront and being like, yeah, why do you think we've been in hiding all this time? Or maybe yeah. not even hiding. Maybe it's it's actually like a um. I'm sure they'd start a side with effect like, of the snap, you know, they, and all they, the gamma radiation that went out. Maybe that activated the X gene in people. There you go. It could be so many different things, but I think the X Men coming in on the mutant integration. A mutant registration act rather um, kind of fits well with what I think will happen naturally with the Spider-Man arc anyway and kind of set up something like a Civil War 2 maybe the Civil War 2 ultimately becomes the X-Men versus Avengers in the next six years yeah I mean you do have I guess the struggle of what what can top Thanos in terms of like I don't think much will man know. but they're gonna have to hit us with some quality storylines that aren't gonna take ten fucking years to tell us maybe four, five, six years yeah and uh, I don't will know there, if X-Men will be ready in six years to fucking do it. But will there ever be a potential reality of a crossover with Venom? Um, I mean, I think Sony's probably going to hang on to that shit. So I, I, like I said to you before we started yeah. recording, the Tom Holland uh, over for the MCU deal, um, it's up after Spider-Man 3. Yeah. I, Sony would be crazy to not resign it. Marvel will give them all the money to do it. Sony distributes it. It makes all the money off of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's always going to be. Maybe they can get Venom into that. Maybe they can just... Say, hey, you know, any fucking Marvel properties that we have will keep the same deal for Spider-Man, but you make the fucking movies. And yeah. we'll finance it. We'll get the distribution, all that stuff. But Marvel makes them. That would yeah. be the fucking ultimate dream for that whole oh, yeah. scenario. Well, now I that think we own Fox. The team, up we, now like part doing, of Disney. the team up now is doing so great, you know? No, I don't. This was a good quality movie. You think so? Yeah. Overall grade. Yeah. Uh, A minus. A minus? A minus. I'll give it a I'll give it a A. Yeah. I'll give it a fucking A. Fucking A. I, I think it was a solid movie that kept me entertained and interested the whole time. The pacing was great. I didn't feel like, oh man, this is you know, I should have just gone whiz at this scene. 
Definitely love to be satisfied and smiling. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, you know, as this is the end of phase three. This is the end. You know, it's, it's a weird... It's a weird crossroads because although we know that there's upcoming Marvel movies, there's nothing fully set in stone yet. Yet. You know, we know that there's going to be a Doctor Strange 2, Guardians 3. It's looking like the Eternals and uh, yeah. and fucking Black Widow. That's probably going to be the first two released. Um, yeah, 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 Black yeah. Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, I'm sure will be somewhere in the next phase. Spider-Man 3, Guardians 3. But, but the order in which those come out. That's the kind of the question. Yeah. I think in a couple of weeks, um, who knows? Maybe I'll, I don't know if I will. Um, I don't want to make promises, but uh, that was announced that Marvel will be doing a Avengers reunion at Hall H this year at Comic-Con. Uh, Comic-Con's in just a couple of weeks. What, like all the stars are going to get together? Yep. And I imagine that at that point in time, if they're not giving us something um, concrete in terms of like not maybe a full release schedule of Phase Four, but like at yeah. least the next two to three movies and what we can expect, maybe some visuals, from they've got to maybe drop a teaser. Soon. I don't yeah. know. Um, or else this will turn into Dragon Ball. <sighs> yeah, we're thanks. just kind of like living in a weird netherworld. Living in a weird netherworld because some real reputable reporters decided. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. I don't. No, we don't have it. to get into it. No, no. Anyway. Anyway, so Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans are all going to be at Comic-Con. Yeah, everybody. I said it was Avengers Reunion. Were you deaf? Just, hey, I'm just making My sure. My mood just shifted so there, dramatically. I'm there's sorry. Some, there's some big guns that are going to be dropping at this. So. Yeah, man. It's Hall fucking H at San Diego Comic-Con. And they're going to talk, uh, hopefully, about the future. So we'll see what that has to... Uh, has to hold in the next couple of weeks. Maybe we'll do something on it. I don't know. Hey, we need I'm to get excited. back to the big G, man. What's Toho. the next Godzilla podcast we're doing? Let's do it soon. Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. That's also, funny. I was going to say, um, for the first time ever, Toho is going to be dropping a... Uh, Yo, Kong versus a, Big G? They're That's coming out in March. But I was going to say, Toho, they've, oh, yeah, they're going to have their own kiosk or whatever set up at Comic-Con for the first time ever. Playing that video game? I don't... What the one on on the phone? I thought there was like a console game coming with like King of the Monster ish kind of shit. No, Did not I that I know. That? There there was a new video game for for the phone. I played it for a while, but just like any phone game, man, if you really want to win and I spend money, you got you got to drop those it's all about those that pennies. Yeah. Mr. Franklin's looking lonely. Is that the mobile game? So. Um. Yeah, they unveiled their new toy that they're gonna release in. Fans aren't really happy about it because it's just the same toy that you can buy at Walmart for $12.99. I mean, I like being able to go to Walmart to buy my things. Yeah. buy my things. So, I mean, I th- still think it looked cool or whatever, but it definitely wasn't anything overtly special. I think you look cool. I'm, I think I'm excited um, that the end of Phase 3 of the Marvel com- Cinematic Universe ended so strongly. Yeah, man. Ended um, on a high point. Gives it, us a lot of possibility, a lot of places to go in the future. And yeah. uh, Jesus, man, I can't fucking wait. It's going to be a while. We're not going to have a Marvel movie until probably next year. So, um, All right. That's it. Make sure you rate and subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places where the podcasts live. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Super dope. Brandon, you got anything to Super say? Super dope. How'd you celebrate no. America's birthday? I did a parade and I did a commemoration where the war for American independence started. Yeah, I would have guessed that you just like sat in your house and I don't know, did something. No, it was way too hot for that. I I decided to put three layers of wool on and dehydrate myself. Yeah, no, it's a way smarter play. A way fucking smarter play. All in the name of America, dude. Hey.